0: Hello, and welcome to Aging Well, Finding Beauty in the Gray. I'm your host, Hugh Willard. Aging Well is a podcast for everyone in or approaching the retirement years. There's a lot to unpack here apart from the financial planning component, and we'll do just that. We'll explore new interests, priorities, and goals, and finding purpose for ourselves and in our relationships. Join me each episode as I share stories and chat with guests, learning to live their best next act lives. Welcome back everyone to aging well, finding beauty in the gray. I am thrilled to have as my guest today, Annette council. Annette is the creator of sweet Nisi cake mix company. She started this business in 2010. She is the daughter of Mildred, mama dip council Uh, she is the seventh of mildred's eight children she grew up helping in her mother's restaurant before going off and getting her business degree from north carolina central university and branching out on her own Um, she was doing clothing and jewelry sales before she found her way back around to her home in the world of food Uh, She spent time in Cary, North Carolina, which is close to where I am, before making her way back home to Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And that was my introduction to Mama Dips Restaurant. Anyone who is anywhere in the vicinity of Chapel Hill knows about Mama Dips Restaurant. It is an icon. It is a wonderful institution with just amazing food, uh, all of Mama Dip's uh, homemade recipes, It was it's just a mainstay. And we'll get more from Annette about her mother in just a few minutes. Um, Annette also has a couple of books out. She has a cookbook, Simply Sweet Easy, which has nearly 80 recipes for cookies, bars, waffles, brownies, all using Annette's wonderful homemade cake mixes she also has written an autobiography of her family called The Recipe, Have a Seat at Our Table. Uh, and this is an introduction to her family and to her mother's story of how her mother started out with $64 in her pocket and a dream and a vision and an ambition. And she put all this together through perseverance and hard work. And out of that came this family's um, legacy and this this family's um passion and direction forward, and we're going to hear a lot more about that along the way as well. Finally, she is involved with a program called We Power Food, and we will route our way back to that and have Annette share some of her experience with this wonderful uh, arrangement as well. So, Annette, thank you so much for joining us, and welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me here.
0: Why don't we start out with... um, Let's talk a little bit about your mother, Mama Dip, Mildred Council. She, um, you can tell us a little bit about the, the beginnings for, for her and for you all, but I will jump the ship a little bit here and say uh, she eventually found her way into a number of publications and um, broadcast uh, interviews and, and different kind of programs. She was in Southern Living. Food Network, Good Morning America, New York Times. There are, I'm sure, many more. I'm just hitting the highlights here. Mm -hmm. Um, She was, and and this I'm taking directly from the New York Times. Mm -hmm. She was a slave's granddaughter who opened a North Carolina restaurant that proved so successful, she caught the attention of presidents, publishers, and sports stars. That's I think in a, a very brief encapsulation, there's so much more to say, but that's a, a really uh, nice tribute, I think, to to your mother. Uh, tell us a little bit about. Uh, tell us a little bit about your mother, your experience growing up in this family, and just what you witnessed, and uh, what you've taken from everything that your your mom offered.
1: Well, with all the accolades that you just listed about my mother. Um, She was a ninth grade educated person. She just finished the ninth grade in grade school. Um, She believed that if you love what you do, then whatever you're seeking will show up in your life. She taught her children that hard work meant everything. And she always said that it may not get easier, but it'll get better. But just watching my mom doing what she do every day, never complaining, as her kids, we could never say we were tired around her because (laughs) she believed that it was all about love and love what you're doing. And we had to love what she was doing and we all did. We thought she was an incredible woman with credible ideas and the rest and the recipes and the menu that she used to become successful is the same me- menu that she used for our dinner table on Sundays but i hated all of that food and now i love it all i didn't i didn't quite understand when i was younger why she used to cook all that greens and black-eyed peas and fried chicken. I wanted a hot dog and baked beans and french fries.
0: Tell us about some of the important lessons that you all took from your mother.
1: The The important lessons that my brothers and sisters learned from my mom is number one is to learn how to cook her recipes. She always said to never call her a chef. She was just a cook. She taught us that sales tax wasn't a part of the business operation. It belongs to the state of North Carolina. And at the end of every night shift, we always removed the sales tax and put it to the side because once it was collected for the month, then we always had it, the money that was due. She was incredibly smart with her ninth grade education. She grew up in Chatham County, North Carolina, raised by her Papa, as she would call him. And as a young girl, she learned to cook because her mom had passed away when she was two years old. But we all came and supported my mom when she and my dad divorced, and that's when she started her business a block down the street from my grandparents' restaurant, who started the restaurant business, on my dad's side of the family. But my mom never, ever, despite all the accolades that she got from the news, from the media, from book writing, she was always just so laid back, driving her little truck, never wanted to be known by her material possessions but by who she really was a humble woman and I respected that and learned from that and also my brothers and sisters we are all for we're all giving back we give all the time because my mom always gave back so that's part of the legacy that my mom left behind for us to do and that's what we'll continue doing is giving back when asked.
0: Yes, that is beautiful. Um, I'm going to read a quote from uh, a, an interview with you a number of years ago mm-hmm. and ask you to just speak to it a little bit more to this. The things I've learned from my mom and my entire family that's worked at Mama Dips is that we're creators. We just always watched my mom create things, so she inspired us to go out and do things. Can you speak a little bit more to what that's about?
1: It is very important that we, as sisters and brothers, create. Because we have, in order to keep her legacies going, we must be creators. And all of us are creating. One sister's creating a recipe book. Another sister, um, she creates more recipes for the restaurant. Um, my brother is creating a grilling, um, outdoor grilling book. We just, It just can't stop with my mom. We want to have something to pass along to the grandchildren and encouraging the grandchildren to keep creating because that is who we are. And some of the grandkids who has never worked in the restaurant before ever, one who lives in Atlanta, she has her own biscuit restaurant and she is writing a biscuit cookbook. So I think it's in our genes too, you know, my daughter who lives in New York City, she, um, she makes her own barbecue sauce, she makes her own ice cream recipes and she's never worked in a restaurant. I just think it's, it's part of the history of the family And um, the genes that we are born and instilled with from my mom, that we are just, we have no other choice but to be creative. We love being creative. We love doing what we do. We share ideas. And we have so many things that we can do that we're excited about right now.
0: To what you're describing, Annette, I think I also read somewhere where you really... I don't know how often, or or at least maybe when you're coming up with your ideas for your recipes, how much you're measuring versus just going by, for lack of another word, instinct. Um, Is that fair to say?
1: Yes. In some cases, you know, there's some measurements going on, but sometimes you just have to dump cook it like my mom. And dump cooking means that you just go by feeling touch. You know what I'm saying? My mom always said, if you put... Uh, salt in the middle of your palm that's a tablespoonful. because when my mom was coming along they they didn't have utensils you know my mom used a a glass to measure flour she used a coffee cup a mug or whatever she had so it wasn't like you know that there was utensils and so some recipes that we create now we just just go by the dump method just as my mom did
0: I do remember reading that that dump method. So I, I that's just a wonderful term. And I suppose there has to be some sort of translation though when it comes to putting recipes in a book versus when you're putting your mixes together that you sell through your company. Yes?
1: Well, yes. I have to come up with a recipe for my mixes, and I did, and that was by measurements. But my mom, when she wrote her first, when she was writing her first cookbook the University of North Carolina asked me to do all the typing. And to get these recipes out of my mom's head on paper was the most, it was the most trying time of my entire life because my mom wanted me to put it in writing as dump cooking. I said, I can't do it that way, mom. I have to tell people (laughs) it's a cup or a tablespoon or a teaspoon. Right. And so finally, Oh uh, yeah, she listened, and we got it done the first one. And so, by the time the second, the first book went well, they asked her to do a second book, and I was like, "Oh my God, no, not a second one! <laughs> do I have to help?" But anyway, the second book came along, cookbook came along, and I um, and uh, they gave me the guidelines to go by. My mom listened to me, and I typed it all up. And when I gave the transcript back to UNC Press, they said that it was the best transcript they had received back in a long time.
0: That is special. That is just special. Yeah.
1: So just learning that part of uh, putting together, that allowed me to learn how to create my own recipes and how to write my own recipes, how to create sense of structure you know, because and 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 now that I read magazines and newspapers, I always not just read for the information. I read for sentence structure also, because basically, that's the key to writing. Yes, yeah. And that's how I was able to complete my autobiography
0: book. You you've said a word a couple of times and it's one that I'm very fond of and like to reference um, at, at different points with my conversations with folks and that is legacy. And of course, you're describing some of your mother's legacy that has such a, a far reach. But you're also talking about um, you all, so you, your brothers and sisters, the grandchildren, and so you know that legacy does pass down. Mm-hmm. And I think each of us pick up. Um, what we might pick up from those that go before us, that influence us, that love us, and and help us mold us with with ideas and values and and heart and and just direction, and then we become the carriers of that. So you describe you have a daughter in New York City, and she's doing her her bit up there. Um, can can you speak more to um, your sense of your legacy for others and i'm sure this is informed a lot by your mother but can you speak more to what it is that you hope others will take from you
1: my number one goal for moving forward with my legacy as it pertains to mama is for those who would love to bake who have no idea of how to bake my goal is to teach them with my sweet niece cake mixes. And for those who already know how to bake their own recipes, I want to show them how I have created the starter kit. My recipe for my cake mixes is a cake mix, and it's also a base for other baking needs. So if you're a homemade cake maker and you're like you don't use cake mixes I'm telling you my cake mixes are probably what you're using they're all natural ingredients and they're just the base for what you're doing so I'm hoping that others will take on to what I have created.
0: Okay, great. And, great.
1: and so that the legacy continues with my daughter and her kids and other family members who wants to keep it going.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so you've been doing Sweet and Easy Cake Mix Company since 2010, and you've been building that and growing that alongside of supporting the, the work at the restaurant over this time. Again, hard work is is a is a bedrock for you all. Um, your mother passed away in 2018. And soon after that, of course, we all know that the COVID pandemic swept in. How have things been at the restaurant and how have things been for your company, Sweet Nieces? How has it been through this time of pandemic and getting to where we are today?
1: Well, As far as the pandemic is concerned, all restaurants had to shut down for some period of time during the toughest time of the pandemic. When restaurants finally got a chance to open back up, we could only do curbside and takeout. The biggest problem that we have now is now that we're in full service, we lost... Half of our staff. Boy, because once restaurants open back up, people, I guess, uh, servers or waiters, I guess they didn't want to take another chance of something like this happening again because basically, they get paid by tips, and so we lost a lot of our workers. We still short. It's very hard on the family members because we're like you know our, we've been doing it for so long and we're still working hard and we're just hoping that somebody will show up and want to come to work yeah. but but it's just a difficult time right now but we're, we're nowhere like new when we were before we had when the pandemic first started that january we were excellent. Big sales excellent sales and sales in right. january for most people are down but we we were like on our way we were so excited and then a the pandemic came it just made it tough for us but so we're hanging in there and doing all we know what my mom has taught us and i believe that she's watching over us
0: so her spirit carries forward with you oh,
1: yes mm-hmm. and, as far, and how, as, niece, yes. as far as sweet niece yes for a sweet niece, um It was shut down too. So I'm just really getting back going at that. Um, And the uh, Southern, our state magazine really um, helped me out at getting going again because their audience is very large and the sales from that really truly, you know helped push me back forward and and get me more motivated to, you know, to keep it going. And I'm looking at other avenues of um, media, you know, QVC, which my mama did a lot of, and uh, other areas that you know could be helpful for me.
0: That's a good feeling to get some of that momentum going mm-hmm. after after a tough stretch. So, you're also involved in We Power Food. What is that, and tell us a little bit more about your involvement with that?
1: Well, We Power Food was founded by a woman named Sue Ellsworth. And Sue is the manager at Piedmont Food and Processing Incubator, which is a shared kitchen that I use and others use to make their product. And during that time, Sue felt like that there was a need for women in business who had food products to come together to help each other out. And a lot of that had to do with areas of financing, if you need it, areas of production, areas of packaging, areas of, you know, ingredients. Because if I had known about We Power, it just only started about four years ago. So I would have not made some mistakes as well as other women at this round table. We power. We learn so much from each other. If you have, if I have a question, there's somebody there that that can help me out and vice versa. I, ha- I have been asked questions all the time about, you know, where you get your packaging from, you know, what were their rates? You know what I'm saying? I can say, well, you know, don't use this person because you can get a better deal over here. And that's what it's all about. It's about coming together, encouraging each other, because it's tough. And and it's designed and led by women to empower and support women food producers through strong networking and sharing of resources. And it's all about resources when it comes to business. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have the resources, then you can't move forward. And sitting at the table on a monthly basis, when we come together... It's about resources and building each other up and keeping each other motivated because sometimes it's tough for some people and sometimes some are having a wonderful time. But we always stay encouraged no matter what the situation is and whatever we need to do to help each other out. That's why we're there.
0: I love hearing about this uh, this enterprise, this mm-hmm. this group. The sense of empowerment, the sense of sharing, uh, the sense of strength through community. Um, I, it's it's just wonderful to hear that. And of course, mm-hmm. we're going to put some information in the show notes about WePower, so other folks can uh, learn more about certainly mm-hmm. your work, but uh, and and your business, but also the other businesses as there mm-hmm. that are there as well. So, mm-hmm. um, what's ahead for you, Annette? Uh, so you're hoping that the the business is going to continue in a good direction. What else is What else is in in the offing for you?
1: Well, for me, it's to continue with um, Sweet niece building my brand and moving forward. And I'm very excited about that and, and the potential of what I can create with that. And as far as the restaurant is concerned, uh, my family is looking at other options for our for Mama Dip's brand. Um, we have a huge following of uh, customers and we're looking at other directions to take the business into so that we can someday retire <laughs> and the grandchildren can keep the legacy
0: going. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, before we wrap up today, I want to say thank you for uh, taking a few moments of your time to share with us some of your uh, efforts and, and passions, as well as all that you've taken, uh, you and your family have taken from just all the inspiration from your mother, Mildred Mama Dip Council. Uh, how can folks best learn more about your efforts?
1: You can find more about um, Sweet Niecy at sweetnecy.com. That's com. There you will find more information about me and how you can get my products.
0: We will, of course, have that in our show notes as well. And uh, I'm excited to try some myself Mm -hmm. and I will encourage everyone else to do the same. Uh, And again, I, I, I remember fondly my time in Chapel Hill and stopping in at Mama Dips and just the amazing food. Um, and the atmosphere it's just it's you can tell when you go there that it's a place of of love Um, so yeah so a wonderful thing so and I certainly wish you and your family all the best in the time ahead carrying forward your mother's legacy so once again Annette Council thank you for joining us on the show
1: thank you for having me
0: You have been listening to Aging Well, Finding Beauty in the Gray. I am author, psychotherapist, and life coach Hugh Willard. To learn more about this podcast, listen to other episodes, and discover resources related to our guests and topics, please go to our website, findingbeautyinthegray.com. If you have comments or questions, or would be interested in sharing your story with us, we'd love to hear from you please reach out to us at findingbeautyinthegray.com. Aging Well is produced by Willow Way Creations with sound engineering by Garrison Locke. Theme music is written and performed by yours truly with Greg McGee and Garrison Locke. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We hope you will be with us again next week.